1: Hello, what's good, everybody? Welcome to the Eric Tancho Podcast. Here we go, show number 900. Let's get after it. Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers is clearly gambling on football. He clearly, Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers, the quarterback, is betting on his team to lose, which is a big no-no, you know? You can't do that. Talking about with uh, 10 and a half minutes to go in the game against the Kansas City Chiefs. You're in Kansas City. You can't waste opportunities. Talking about the whole dynamic where with 10 and a half minutes to go, the Chargers are... The Chargers are knocking on the door. And he throws an interception, throws it directly at the guy from the Chiefs. I mean, it is ridiculous. It was like a four yard pass. He drops back, he sees this guy, and then the guy's like, oh, awesome. I'm wide open. This is so fantastic. I'm so happy. I'm about to score a touchdown. Dude lets it go. And he throws it right to some jerk on the the Chiefs, who then runs it all the way back for a touchdown. And while he's running it back like 20 yards into his return for a touchdown, Justin Herbert has a chance to tackle him. Does he go low and try to just trip him up, which is a simple way to do it? No, 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 no. This guy's running a million miles an hour, and uh, and Herbert tries to, like, arm tackle him, which he very easily just runs through. It was horrible. Chiefs win. You know, they don't need any help. You don't need to assist the Chiefs, for God's sake. So if you had any money on that, ah, boy, I don't know. I don't even know what the spread was. Uh, hopefully you did well in your fantasy football, but not so well that you're better than your old pal Eric Zane. Uh, welcome to show number nine hundred, uh, Tyler. K- Tyle. Kyler says, "Wait a minute, Tyler, God, wake up, ding dong." So I'm guessing Eric has Herbert on his fantasy team. LOL. No, 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 no. I just I just couldn't believe it. It just was so obvious that he, he was throwing the game. I mean, it, you, the guy is a great quarterback, and then he just suddenly, ah, oh, here you go. You can have the victory. I don't care. You know? Yes, this is the 900th time we have started this show. Uh, I think, give it, you may, it, I might even be off on that number. You never know. But uh, that, this is today. Today is the day that I'm officially recognizing 900 shows. Not going to make too much of a big deal of it. But it has been quite a while. Sometime in the next several months, we will hit 1,000. God willing, God willing, fingers crossed. Uh, the show happens, of course, in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker studio. If you ever want to reach me, the quickest way is sending in an email on the Shoreliners Striping Inbox, eric at ericzaneshow.com. Now, we may be nearing the end for Queen uh, Memorial coverage. The official 10-day period of mourning is winding down. After that, you know, stiff upper lip, the Brits, and uh, you move on. Ten days is a long time, but you know you never get over it. I mean, Granny's dead. People are upset. I understand. You've got. They had to uh, shut down the line yesterday because at some point. Cause the line was 24 hours long. It was a 24 hour line. We talked about this to uh, be in front of the queen and bow your head, pay your respects. That's what you do in England. Okay. Uh, I get it. You know, here in the U S we got it down where when a president dies, he just, they're just driving it through like 75 miles an hour and everybody goes, Yeah, there you go. And then that's it. it. Takes you five minutes. When Gerald Gerald Ford died here in West Michigan, you know the procession came right through here. He's buried 13 miles from here with his lovely, uh, with his uh, dearly departed lovely wife, and uh, at the Ford Museum. So yeah, it, it came through here the presidential procession, and it was you know you just they just do it parade style, and then that's it. You know I think that you can actually go and pay your respects, or you you could have, but. Um, I mean, why do it right then? Why don't you, if he's going to be there forever, why don't you wait till the crowd dies down and you can go and uh, do it that way? But whatever. Okay. Um, The clip that's going around, thank you to Dr. Barry, Dr. Jim, who, by the way, he uh, reached out to me and uh, he uh, asked me, he said he's worried about Mike Ball, our pal Mike. Zane, I am worried, uh, Dr. Barry is, um, he um, is like a, I, I think kind of like a, his career field as a physician is like um, sports medicine or something like that. I'm not even entirely sure. All I know is that Dr. Barry has a lot of uh, initials after his name, A-T-C, uh, NREMT, and I-T-A-T. And then uh, S-C-A-T, which spells out SCAT, which I don't know if I want to put that next to my name. But anyway, Dr. Barry, SCAT, says, I am worried about Mike Ball. Tell him to go get that leg checked out by an orthopedic doc. Might have some neuropathy going on or something. And I agree, Eric. He's crazy trying to run that uh, marathon. He's running a marathon in Maine in like two weeks. And I said to him, I go, you know, you're not healthy. I don't, know I don't know if that's a great idea. I mean, if you're planning on running the 13.1 with me on October 16th and you're in so much pain, you've run five miles in 10 days. Okay, let me just put it to you this way. When you're 20 and you run five miles in 10 days, the D training that you do, is not as pronounced. But when you're an old fuck like Mike and me, Mike and I, uh y- you know, you run 5 miles in 10 days, that's it's it drops off quick. Okay? It's kind of like our bodies are like, you know, how when you're a cell phone, the the battery life wears out uh over time so that you know, after 3 years with the same phone and then you charge it, you know, it's like charging it up to 40% every time you charge it, it gets weaker and weaker and weaker. We are similar. We drain quicker. We're just not as effective. And everything, uh, everything about it makes us want the owner or makes the owner say, man, I got to get rid of this fucking thing. That's how my body is. That's how Mike's body is. Um, but I've managed to, unless he's pulling my leg, which he might be, I, I fully think that I am not, um, you know uh, thinking that he, well, with what am I trying to say? I obviously can't talk today. He might be sandbagging just to throw me off the trail. would not surprise me, and I would deserve that. Mike is the type of guy that would um, give me that little glimmer of hope. Leading up to race day where he, for weeks, tells me, oh, I'm just in such bad shape. I'm doing so terribly. I'm hurt. I'm in it's awful. Only to race day to annihilate me by half of an hour. Uh, the way I'm going into this is um, <sighs> the time that he ran, which was sub an hour 40 for the half marathon. It's a great time. I started this training thinking I could I could go that fast. And uh, as I've talked to you more and more, obviously I'm not. I am not going to do that. However, I think I can break two hours, which would be about 20 to 25 faster, 20 to 25 minutes faster than last year. So I, what it boils down to, I can only control what I can control. You know? And that is... My level of fitness. And I'm not even doing a good job of that, frankly. I may get a lot of these workouts in, but I also miss a few. And I have done absolutely nothing to take care of myself through the food I eat. Case in point. Yesterday, opened up the fridge. I see an Applebee's container. And I go, oh no. Well, this isn't good. Because a lot of times, like Diana might go out with her girlfriends, come home with food. Actually, she went out with Jackie the day before. And I'm like, oh no. I open it up and it's boneless buffalo wings. And you can't even see the bottom of the container. It's like she ordered them. They brought them to her table. And then she said, nah, I'll take them to go. It's like she didn't even eat any of them. There were so many. I could barely lift it out of the fridge. And I go, oh my God. So I said, well, I want to just murder these, but I, I had better ask. I've been around enough to know that you need to ask. So. Hey, are you going to eat these, uh, these wings? She's still at school at the time. She goes, no, no, you can have them. Like, oh no, fucking eight. So, um, that, and then you got the blue cheese dressing. I mean, it's gross how fast they disappeared. And then, so that's, that's gone quickly. And, uh. Then I open up the fridge again, and then I see she also I guess they, they bought like that giant appetizer platter and then didn't even eat it. And then uh I see in there uh a a container full of queso. Now this is after all the wings. I text her again, hey uh queso and chips, uh, you gonna eat that too? And she goes, No, no, I no, you can have that. And I'm like, Oh my god. It's too bad that you said that. This is going to be awesome. And a...
2: <laughs>
1: Boom. Amanda says, my God, you guys must be made of money. Apple Applebee's appetizers is an indicator of wealth. What? What are you talking about? I think your uh, bar is a little low there. Oh my God, you must be rich. You're eating Applebee's wings. God. Uh, she says no, no, no. As as much as you go out, hey, she didn't go out that much. Why didn't you shut the fuck up? Here, I got this. Yeah, it's welcome to the party for nine hundred. Enjoy your time out shut up every so often. You just got to tell Amanda to shut up because if you don't, she starts to talk way too much and she can't shut the fuck up half the time. So it's like, you know what? Just for kicks and uh, shits and grins. Shut up. How does that taste? Here's your wings. God, you must be rich. Who the fuck says that? My God! All right. Anyway, I got onto this kick because I mentioned uh, Dr. Barry. Dr. Barry uh, tipped me off to the clip. It is concerning the um, the Queen. Okay, so we pick it up. Audio check. And video check. Let me see. Okay. Now here's what you want to do. You want to watch this guy right here. There's two standing next to each other. These two dudes. And the one you want to keep an eye on is the one on the left. So somber moment. Everybody dressed ridiculously. You know, if I am the king... The first thing I do is uh, g- get rid of the stupid hats and the fact that uh, every dude is wearing a dress, it looks like, except for this This dude is about to fall. I think the guy is about to fall is like 100 years old. And that's his job, to sit there and hold this spear. Um, you know, it's just ridiculous. Everything about this is ridiculous. Here we go. Watch him. Okay, now, you, you see that? He's rocking back and forth a little bit. He's like, uh-oh. Just make him up. Oh oh oh, oh, oh! oh! oh, no. Here comes the butler. You know, Mr. Belvedere's coming around the corner. Oh. Look at... This is another uh, view. A little bit little bit closer. Oh, no. Timber! The fall of communism. Oh. Jesus. That is rough. Corey says, dead! Uh, is he okay? I don't know. We, uh, we don't know. I, th- I think so. Uh, the guard was swaying side to side. The uh, sound echoed. Royal guards normally rotate around the coffin every 20 minutes with a full shift lasting six hours. The BBC, the BBC,
2: cut the big black dick because I know you want to
1: it. Was streaming the ceremony, cut the feed until the incident was resolved. It's unclear what caused the guard to collapse. Well, I know what caused it. Kim to collapse. Did you see him? He's like 105 years old. No word on his condition either. That's not the only person to faint. Okay, now you see her, now you don't. That is uh, Lady Gabriella. She's only 41. Lady Gabriella Windsor, the cousin of Queen Elizabeth II. She disappeared. I don't have footage of that. I just have a before and after photo. She was in the receiving line with other members of the Royals when several people began to look concerned, including her mom, Princess, her mother, Princess. Her mom is named Princess Michael of Kent. Her husband, Thomas Kingston, rushed to her aid. She reportedly regained consciousness but left the event. All right. Another couple of days of queen coverage. (laughs) The suggestion that the guy who fell over will be in the casket next to the queen. All right. We are off and running. And so are the migrants. Did you hear about this deal in Florida and Texas? The governors of Florida and Texas. That would be Ron DeSantis, and then the guy in the wheelchair in Texas, Greg Abbott, are in a uh, ceremonial move, are uh, sending migrants off to different states. And this is is fantastic, I think. I don't know if, if the people that are being shipped to these faraway places feel it's fantastic, but... Uh, They they come into America seeking a better life. And the way the United States is right now, we kind of have, uh, you know, there's 2 million people in the last year have crossed into the United States from places like those borders in the South, either through uh, Florida via ocean where people risk their lives to show up there. Or in Texas, they kind of uh, walk a long distance hoping for a better life. Now, here in the United States, Well, particularly in Texas and in Florida, um, they don't like that. They would rather that that didn't happen and um, they legally enter the country. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of nuance in this conversation. It's very simple uh, uh, to just say, well, they're racist. And and I don't think it's that at all. I don't think that any of those uh, people are, are racist in any way, shape or form. Uh is there a, a better way to handle it? I don't know. I'm not there and 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 maybe maybe not. But the governors of the governor of Texas and the governor of Florida have figured out that all right, if you want to go ahead and let all these people in, okay, wh- you can have them. <laughs> so DeSantis Puts these people on a, I think it was DeSantis. Who did what now? One guy sent them to Martha's Vineyard and well, a bus dropped them off. Okay, it was a plane, DeSantis chartered planes and packed all these people, these migrants into these planes and flew them to Martha's Vineyard where Joe Biden vacations and said, hey, here you go. You want them? You got them. By the way, this all happened at the beginning of the start of Hispanic Heritage Month, which uh, kicked off yesterday. So in the past 24 hours uh, to kick off Hispanic Heritage Month, out of Florida and out of Texas, these two governors have said, all right, in a ceremonial move just to posture, uh, sent people from South America Well, I guess South America. Uh, I guess I don't even know where they're all from, but they're all migrants that uh, showed up through the means I talked about, through those borders. There you go. Go to Martha's Vineyard, drop them off. And these people are coming out, and they're like, oh, all right, well, what do we do? Now, thank God there are some uh, religious organizations that are there and received them and took these people in and are helping them. So hopefully... They won't be like just wandering the street, you know. I mean, that would be a that would be a terrible thing. Um, but then uh, Abbott said, "All right, I like what DeSantis is doing, so I'm going to do the same thing." So he gets a busload of people, and he dr- they drive them to. I am not kidding you, Kamala Harris's house. Okay, now you're using people. Uh, as pawns that is without a doubt to um, make a stupid political well it's not a stupid political point but it's a political point and you are using people uh, for that so I think that that is appalling but at the same time what a troll what a great troll that I mean I when it comes to me who is one of the bigger trolls you'll ever meet eh, eh, Yes, these people are uh, scared and impoverished and, and, and sad and, and being used as political pause. But what a gag this is. This is incredible. They're banging on Kamala Harris's door and saying, hey, let us in, bitch. You're the one that invited us. What the fuck is wrong with you? Holy shit. So, um, and this is because on Meet the Press... Harris got on there and said, oh, yeah, the borders are secure. Now, she's the border czar. It's her job to determine what's right, what's wrong, how they do things. And her idea of being the border czar has been, don't be involved. She hasn't gone there. She hasn't met with the people that are there. It's her job to do these things, but she's not. So they don't like that. Now, if she addressed the issue and came up with an actual plan... You know, before you attack Abbott and DeSantis for being the assholes that they are, you have to understand that no one is helping them in their state. Uh, where I live, we don't have this type of issue. We don't. We don't have Canadians streaming in uh, illegally every hour of the day. And if they attempted to, they would be. They would be stopped. Not so when you share a border with Mexico that way. So it's a little weird. But you got to kind of think about it from a broader standpoint. Honestly, I don't know why this isn't implemented. I mean, if you're Kamala Harris and you're the border czar and two million people have been in, have come into the country in the past year and you have 50 states uh, and the District of Columbia to move people around. What, what is wrong with the idea of, of of dividing up two million people amongst 50 states? and the District of Columbia. So basically you're looking at 2 million people divided by 51, uh, that is each state would receive 39,215 people that are trying to get into the country. There is, if we had an infrastructure set up to accommodate these people, uh, I, I think that, that would, they would be uh, willing, hey, well we have uh, we're, you know, they don't have a choice. So some people would wind up going up to Alaska to finding a better life. But fucking A, man. Beggars can't be choosers. What the fuck is wrong with that? I mean, if you take 2 million people every year and just plop them into Texas and Florida, uh, they can't handle it. And besides, they're a bunch of racists in those states. So they shouldn't want to go there anyway. You know, some of the sweetest people I know on the planet are Mexicans. In Michigan here, we would gladly take those Mexicans. We need more Mexicans in Michigan. Okay? So, but then again, Michigan is a pretty racist state, too, where I live. So, I don't know. Uh, some of those uh, uh, deniacs would probably start a war with them, and we just can't have that. But whatever, that's... that's uh, Minor details. We'll work those out. So I kind of, I kind of like the idea that they've fallen into. Take the migrants and intentionally have it set up where they are uh, uh, positioned in, uh, in in our various states and become productive members of our society. Fucking, if we cannot stop people from coming into this country, okay. Uh, Why don't we uh, uh, implement them and use their skills to actually better the country? Now, true, we might occasionally get a child molester or a murderer here and there, but, uh, you know, cost of doing business. Corey, who is uh, very liberal, I'm really surprised at the... uh, the dynamic that is, uh, emerging from his thoughts, he writes, it seems like a waste of taxpayer money to ship them. And then he says, send them to Puerto Rico. And then he says, we should force them into the military. You're surprising me there. Uh, you claim to be a troll, but I I'm guessing you're, you're racist. That's, that's, that's what it is there. I didn't realize you were actually a red stater. Well, anyway, that's how I feel about that. If they serve four years in the military, then they should get citizenship. I don't think it's quite that simple. All right. Uh, Welcome in again to you. We are off and running on the show. And uh, I thank you for the folks who are watching on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You are awesome. But I must cut you loose you have to go and carry on uh, with your day and you have to be productive yourself however if you don't feel like being productive and you want the rest of the show live as it happens you got to go to twitch twitch.tv slash eric zane live you can also download the audio podcast i upload it to all the platforms uh shortly after this finishes so you can enjoy it that way too on demand and if you are on twitch you can now watch the show whenever you want um after it finishes So have a great one, and I'll talk to you later. We say goodbye to the folks on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, as you know. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT, and then YouTube. The almighty YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. Okay. Um. Let's see, before I get into my next topic, I do actually want to point out uh, that our 900th Patreon episode, Patreon bonus podcast happens today. You do one, you got to do the other. So the point is when I started this almost four years ago was do a free podcast every day and encourage people to enjoy it and listen to it, but if they feel the need Make a donation on Patreon to keep the content going and growing. Now, that remains true to this day. And I like to over-deliver. So for your 5 or $10 a month that you donate, you get 15-plus hours of content each and every week on top of the 10-plus hours I give you on the free podcast. And that's it. Wash, rinse, repeat forevermore if you are listening to the free podcast or watching the free podcast now please consider signing up on patreon patreon.com for just 5 or 10 bucks a month you ensure that the content keeps coming your way thank you so much thank you to Frank Fuss as well from my policy shop insurance there is no excuse for you to not be insured BuyinsuranceHere.com is the website you need to check out. That is Frank's. That will uh, put you on the right track to getting you signed up through healthcare.gov, otherwise known as Obamacare. Let Frank handle all of the details for you. His services are free and he will not let you down. BuyinsuranceHere.com or just reach out, send him a text. It's so simple. He'll uh, take you by the hand and guide you the rest of the way. 616-914-4070. That's 616-914-4070. Reach out and say hello to Frank, and he will guide you every step of the way. He's also the Medicare Advantage plan expert and Social Security, Social Security guru. And again, everything he does is free. You don't pay for it. What are you waiting for? We'll hear from Rick a little later on for Trigger Time with Rick from TC Paintball. I got my TC Paintball gear on that he gave me some time ago. Probably the most comfortable thing I own. Uh, TC Paintball this weekend. Saturday, you can play outdoors. It's going to be a great weekend for uh, paintball. Uh, tcpaintballgr.com, a terrific entertainment destination for you or, and your group. Bachelor party, bachelorette party, uh, workplace team building. Neighborhood kids, neighborhood dads, neighborhood moms, you name it. TC PaintballGR.com. Paulie Shore is in town this weekend. If you want to laugh, Paulie Shore is in town. Fullhousecomedy.com. He's in Holland, I think, tonight. And then he's in downtown Grand Rapids in the listening room. So, Brett Favre, the old gunslinger, who, you know, uh, Favre. Uh, Stupid man. Went to Southern Miss. uh, Drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. Sucked. Traded to the Packers. Legend. Uh, Always played hurt because he's dumb. Uh, Very tough. And, uh, okay, Hall of Fame career, Super Bowl winner. And then he started sending pictures of his penis to people as he got older. Uh, as cell phones became a thing, uh, he started taking pictures of his cock and sending him off to, uh, uh, I think it was some lady named Jen Sturger. Sturger, 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 I don't know. Uh, so, and then he finished up his career. He went to uh, the uh, the Jets. I think he had one good year, and then he sucked. And then he went to the uh, Vikings, did pretty well, and then suddenly sucked. And then that's it. And then uh, since then, he's been drinking, and gambling and i uh, i the reason why i say he's been drinking is because uh his nose he his nose uh, uh has this like jimmy durani nose now when people drink too much their nose changes and it gets huge his is like that so i know that dude's got the thirst uh, anyway i'm completely digressing already farve's daughter um Wanted to play volleyball. She plays volleyball at the college he went to, Southern Mississippi. And I think uh, Favre had done something where he got, like, a lot of cash, federal money. He was given, uh, like, uh, taxpayer money to do speeches, at like $1.2 million. And he never did the speeches. And I think it was like a uh, a golden handshake deal with somebody – in the state of Mississippi government. It might've even been the governor. Uh, I, I forget the details of that shit, but, uh, and now he got busted for that and he's been paying that money back. And now the latest text messages exist where Favre, uh I guess, something with the former governor steering tens of millions of dollars that would have been used for like uh, homeless shelters and shit like that. That money is steered towards southern Mississippi to build a, a volleyball stadium. And the reason why he'd want that is because his daughter goes there and plays volleyball. So, holy shit. Uh, my God. Audio, check. Video, check. This is a a quicker synopsis from ESPN. Text messages between Brett Favre and former Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant from 2017 and 2019 revealed that Favre was involved in a scheme to divert federal funds earmarked for needy families to a new volleyball arena at the University of Southern Mississippi. That's according to a report from Mississippi Today. Favre played football at USM and his daughter played volleyball there. Favre also asked Brian in a text if reporters would be able to find out where the money came from. Favre has reportedly been questioned by the FBI and already paid back $1.1 million he got for speeches he never made. Okay, so the old gunslinger is in a ton of trouble. If you look uh, here, actually, I don't know if you can see that. I think you can see. Yes, yes, we can definitely see this. (laughs) This is so great. You see, here's the text. Farve says if you pay me if you were to pay me is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much and Nancy says no we we never have had that information publicized i understand you being uneasy about that though let's see what happens on monday with the conversation with some of the folks at southern maybe it will click with them hopefully okay thanks he says wow just got off the phone with uh, governor bryan he is on board with us we'll get this done Awesome. I needed to hear that for sure. Oh, my God. He's fucking dead. Holy shit. It's right there. You see, look. I mean, frankly, I could understand why you'd want to divert $77 million from needy families. I mean, whatever. But uh, you got to be. You got to be safer in your efforts. You got to be more clandestine. If you're going to take $77 million from starving babies and build a volleyball stadium, you got to kind of like meet in a park and sit on a bench and like write notes to each other. When are people going to learn? You cannot have a digital uh, timeline, a paper trail behind you. It has to be, you know, a little bit more buttoned up. I understand Brett Farr is not the smartest guy in the world, but shit, fuck, man, you can't have it in text message form. And God knows how somebody obtained all this shit. I, I'm always interested in the story behind the story. How did this come to light? So I'm on Facebook yesterday, and I see... Stu McAllister, he's all into this story and he burns his Brett Favre jersey. Question Why the fuck do you have a Brett Favre jersey? What is going on? So many questions here. Uh, well, so let's bring in this legend. Very great. uh The question number one, Stu, welcome, you're live, is why did you have a Brett Favre jersey?
2: Oh, I got a shit ton of sports merch. I got all sorts of things. So, yeah, I just I just find sports stuff, and then I try to flip it. And sometimes I get things that uh, I wasn't necessarily looking for, but I'm like, all right, I got it at a good price. Or you get lots of stuff, like not a lot, but like a, a bundle of things. And sometimes you get yeah. weird stuff in it. Okay. So that's, that's how I had it.
1: And the idea was... If people donate to charity, you're going to yeah. burn the jersey, and they actually did. Yeah. You had someone made a donation to murder some babies? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, well, it was a, it was a Planned Parenthood donation for a baby murderer, and then right. and then so, uh, and then what else? Uh, there was like a I forgot
2: what uh, the donation to Ken County Humane Society. Yep. And and then a uh, donation to a uh, World Hunger Relief Program. Okay. So yeah.
1: hungry, uh, we got kids that are fed. We got animals that are getting fed and babies that are dead. And, yeah. uh, and that's in the, the far of Jer- Jersey was burned. I saw it.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did you see how high the flames got? Uh,
1: yes, that was intense. And you had it in your
2: garage. Yeah. I had it in my garage. And uh, my phone actually, my phone shut off because it got too hot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, what's going on with my phone? And they're like, oh, it's too hot. We're shutting down. Oh, Oh my God, damn.
1: (laughs) Jesus, dude, you got to be careful, buddy. So do you have like far football cards and shit like that?
2: Oh yeah, 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 I got I got a lot of stuff. So I if I wanna go through and find Favre cards I can burn more shit. So, so I mean ultimately the the goal is to sell stuff, but like Favre's just a creep, right? So let's let's all acknowledge he's an asshole and some stuff's just gotta go up in flames.
1: What's interesting about Favre is I, I think he was uncancelable or something because he was one of the first guys to show a picture or send a picture of his dick to a woman and he did it. Yep. And then he played, you know, he left the jets and had a stellar career with the Vikings.
2: Yeah. It's just weird. Right. So, like this guy was sort of untouchable. Yeah. And it, it absolutely. Just made me go, what the fuck? But do you think if he did it now in this day and age of social media, like that he would have continued to be playing,
1: Boy, I think I think uh, well, I I think that uh, people are more sensitive to it now. I mean, back then, 15 years ago, you send a picture of your dick, and and every and you know the, the it's on sports saying, "Oh, this is great! Look at this cock!" You know, nobody nobody gave a shit
2: then. They just got this huge like black pixelated area. Yeah, no, they cocks. don't care don't how monstrous that is. They don't care. So but
1: but now, you know, people are much more sensitive. I mean, I haven't sent any dick pics to strangers in quite some time because for fear of this exact thing happening.
2: Yeah, it's it's probably been about two weeks for me.
1: Yeah. So you gotta be careful on
2: who gets the dick. But, yeah, 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 You got to be a little more conscious of who you're sending it to.
1: But I mean, and then he went. He goes ahead in the in the state of Mississippi, and let's be honest. I mean, if if there's any state that deserves to be impoverished, it's Mississippi. <laughs> We can agree with that, right?
2: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I actually said that he could buy the whole state for like 10 grand. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: And so, I think the bigger story is where how is it possible that the state of Mississippi came up with 77 million dollars in the first place?
2: <laughs> Who knows? They got casinos or something there.
1: I think I guess so. So, uh the 77 million um goes towards the volleyball stadium, and that's one of the reasons why you burn the jersey. But I don't know if that's—I mean, the seventy-seven million going to uh, welfare recipients there, those were all racists anyway, and they were all going to be future racist.
2: So, all living in trailers—is that what you're saying? Yeah,
1: I think that Brett Favre should be given like the key to the state for this because they got a great volleyball facility, and racist uh, people aren't fed. So, win-win, you know.
2: Who knew that his daughter, like, was playing volleyball for what was it? Old Miss or something? Uh, Southern like, Miss.
1: <laughs> Southern Miss. That's where the Golden oh, no. Eagles. That's where, that's where he went to school. Ah, uh,
2: there you go. You know? So. How you, you like to be the daughter?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, she, I wonder if she even knew.
2: No, I don't think she knew. She didn't know. If she did know, I'd burn her volleyball jersey.
1: Yeah, well, okay. So um, you've got all this shit now, all this memorabilia. Is your house like a hoarder's house? Everywhere you turn is stupid football cards and all this shit everywhere?
2: Yeah, it's turning into that, Eric. It's uh, I got to get it under control.
1: Have you? Okay, just stop buying and keep selling.
2: Uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to sell or I'm trying to burn shit. Tomorrow I'm burning Herschel Walker cards.
1: Oh, God. that Well, you can't blame him His Brain's Meatloaf. The poor guy His, I mean of all things the, the, yeah, the He's one of the blackest people On the planet And he was uh, Had so many concussions It turned him into Donald Trump
2: <laughs> He's always been that way I watched the uh, documentary On how the USFL died And they interviewed him He was dumb back then <laughs> He's just always been dumb
1: Oh fuck I hope he wins I just hope he wins.
2: <laughs> I hope he wins. Is Georgia that dumb? I mean, I know they're oh, yeah. like very close to Mississippi, but are they that fucking dumb?
1: They are. And the senator there, Ralph Warnock, he is a Democrat. He won a special yeah. election. So he's running against that dumb fuck. And <laughs> that dumb fuck might win.
2: It's a scary thought, man. There's a lot of dumb fucks in politics right now. It makes me think I could run.
1: I think. For the spirit of comedy in this world, we need Trump back in the White House, and we need Herschel Walker as his vice president.
2: I Uh, how how long before we're in a war with like Canada? I am
1: endorsing Trump. That's the Trump Walker ticket. Make the flags. I'll put them on the back of my truck, and we'll have a. And you can drive around with your stupid barbecue grill and burn shit in the back of the truck. I'm down with
2: it. Sounds good to me,
1: Stu. You are yeah. a saint. I enjoy. Uh, I'm glad that you're uh, alive and well and doing great. And uh, have a good weekend delivering the dots. Where are you going today?
2: Uh, I'm going up to P- Potocki. I Potosky
1: love Potocki. The end goal. Oh, that's a great community.
2: Yeah, great, great community of uh, racists and inbreeders.
1: Oh well, that's the thing. It's very touristy, but you go off the beaten path. You're gonna see God. people swinging from trees.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Hey, but uh, before before we cut it, I am gonna burn those Herschel Walker cards, and uh, I'm taking donations to Planned Parenthood. We need to kill more babies.
1: I hey, I, that's a good thing. I appreciate yeah. that, and I I am hopeful that uh, a lot of money gets raised. Can you have an yep. interview with them and ask that? You know how like they say whenever there's like a feeding the people type of. Uh, uh, uh fundraiser they say with just your five with just five dollars you can feed a family of four for one month can you get the actual number and say for an eight dollar prize we can uh massacre eight babies can i'll you, see i'll yeah, ask get the cost the actual cost per um uh, massacre all
2: right i'll find out
1: okay thanks Stu. Thanks, brother. We'll uh, talk to you later. Yeah. Okay, have a good one. Yeah, buddy. See ya. Okay. Stu McAllister. Holy shit! Oh, you know what? I forgot one thing. I forgot to ask him about the fucking t-shirts. Uh, and I I gotta know. I gotta know that. Hang on, don't go anywhere, buddy. Oh, he already he already it went to voicemail. Fuck it. I'll check him next time. Get us get a t-shirt from Stu. They're hard to find. I think he posts about it on Facebook. He told me that. You know, he has his t shirts through a T public site, which is what I do. And so he's in business for like one day with his shirts. And already some asshole has said, oh, These aren't great quality. It's like, shut up. They're fine quality. Those are good shirts. Come on. Thank you to Stu McAllister. Uh, all right. Where the hell are we? Um, Thank you, Stu, for checking in. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Uh, Reach out to them if you need your car repaired. Any scheduled maintenance, any emergency repairs. They specialize in European, Asian, and domestic vehicles. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Thank you very much. Free loaner car program. They're awesome. I will be there tomorrow starting at about 9 a.m. They got a car show going on. So hang out, have a cup of coffee, have a snack, look at the cars, uh, chit chat with us, whatever. Afterwards, we're going to go out to lunch at, uh, at some place. I'm not, I, I think I, the rumor was Beltline Bar, which is home of the famous wet burrito. Now they're not a sponsor, but they, they've got this wet burrito and, um, it's like gigantic. It is, it's huge and it costs like 50 cents. Okay. And you eat it and then you don't have to eat for like seven or eight months. It is insane. So that's, what's up. Uh, everybody on my, um, RSVP list is a lady. And that is awesome. So, I hope to see Amanda, who's gotten uh, banned for uh, twice today. She's gotten timeouts twice this week. Actually, three times, twice in one day. So, we'll be there telling her to shut up. Uh, Linda, I think, will be there. Maureen will be there, of course. uh, Megan, Stevie. And uh, I heard we have up to 10 people. So, this is kind of like our new out-in-public crowd. Since we got rid of the racist MAGA trash um, that are the deniacs and gotten rid of that whole pack of fucking meth-headed toothless scum and stalker behavior, we now have a new blend of better people. And my God, we are so lucky. Oh, shit. Thank God that nightmare is over. So we'll be hanging out with them and cannot wait to see you there. Of course, with me saying that, that probably means that they're going to walk in and sit next to us. So that'll be terrible. That will probably result in a food fight. All right. Thank you to A&E Heating and Cooling, Joe Martinez and his crew. Uh, It is Hispanic Heritage Month. So uh, say Arriba and hire Joe Martinez for any type of scheduled maintenance or emergency repairs you need on your furnace or your AC systems $79 is all it takes to get your furnace up and running. Do not make the mistake of just flipping that bad boy on when the start of the heat, when the heating season starts. Okay. Uh, Your furnace system and your AC system are two very sensitive pieces of equipment that require maintenance yearly. Once a year for the AC, once a year for the furnace. So you see Joe twice a year or his crew, And uh, off you go. $79. Get that thing uh, cleaned up, ready to go, and make sure that it is running in tip-top shape so that it is at peak efficiency when you run it. Every single heating season, your furnace drops efficiency just a little bit. Keep it in tip-top shape. Reach out 616-516-8579 for A&E heating and cooling. Uh, Kent County Health Department reminds you, that if your kids have not been immunized, September is immunization month. If the kids have not been vaccinated for measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, pertussis, meningitis, the, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, cervical cancer vaccine, Gardacel, also key. Uh, get this done. You can get these immunizations for little or no cost if you qualify. Kent County Health Department. You can find them more information at their website, accesskent.com slash health. Audio check. Video check. This time, this is a old folks home in Taiwan. Someone hired the hot stripper. This is actually a Taiwanese veterans home. So all these old-timers are groping the stripper. Look at this. And she's actually grabbing their hands and putting their hands on her genitals, on her boobs, and on her muff. This is video from the spectacular moment. How about this? Look at it. This guy's clapping. boobs right in his face. Oh, Oh, this guy's touching her boobs. Look at him. He loves it. Everybody's having so much fun. Okay, now, this is spectacular, and we need to applaud these people, and this is why we send uh, Nancy Pelosi to Taiwan to defend these these people, and they have to be defended because at the old folks' home, they honor their veterans by giving them uh, a stripper. And I think that that this is this has made me so happy. So if there's any if China tries any shit with Taiwan, you better damn well believe you better make sure. We, we nuked them because why wouldn't you? You've got a nation where they protect their veterans in such a way by sending a hot chick to give these guys boners and make them feel like they haven't felt in forever. What a gift. This is spectacular. However, not all good because even in uh, Taiwan, they have assholes there because someone got pissed and now the uh, Taiwan veterans home, a state run facility in Ta- the uh, community is called Taiwan, Taiwan city of Taiwan. Um, they had to issue an apology. It's like, why? You know, if anybody needs to be apologized to, it's the stripper. Because these disgusting crepe skinned old guys are, are, are touching her, you know, but I mean, she's kind of used to it. So who cares? Eh, Whatever. But uh, this, is, this is despicable. Someone got pissed off about it. Staff said they wanted to lift the spirits of the infirm residents as the two previous mid-autumn festival celebrations had been canceled to the, uh, due to the pandemic. The facility was criticized online when footage emerged showing the stripper doing the whole deal. Care home bosses had to issue a statement apologizing after the footage emerged from the steamy party. They said they deeply regret the incident. No, you don't. You're just uh, kissing their asses. It's a government-run facility. They can do what they want. I, I, I really think we, I would love to see, just once, someone to stand up to the bullies that exist in the world that gets so pissed off at, they should ask the residents, were you guys, did you feel badly that this woman was there? That's the, I mean, these are the residents. And if they say, we thought it was great, then that's, that's where it ends. Now, if the residents say, well, yeah, I, I felt uncomfortable, then that's a different story. But I see everybody clapping. They're all having a good time. She should have had sex with them, frankly. Uh quote, the intention of the event was that uh of the event was to entertain residents and make them happy. Look, hard-ons lead to joy. All right? I have never had a hard-on and been unhappy. Okay? I've been uh uh hungry and aroused and ready to do animal things and put my mouth on places where they shouldn't belong, but I haven't been sad. The Mid-Autumn Festival, or the Mooncake Festival, is one of the most important holidays in Asian culture. And that's how they celebrated. I think that that is awesome. And with that, we will bring in uh, this legend, Rick, from TC Paintball, to ask him about this endeavor because I, I, I just think that that's great and a real shame that they wanted to wreck it. You look so amazing in that, Sundress. Oh, voice oh. voice of an angel. Yes, absolutely. So if you're an 85-year-old a guy in a home, you're alone, you're still alive, still alive and kicking, uh, and then at the old folks' home, they wheel you in for the 4th of July celebration, and they bring in a hot stripper. Uh, how does Rick at 85 years old respond to that? There was so much
3: confusion in that room. I felt like when that video was going on, like the, like the women in the back that were recording it, they were all giddy and happy, but all the guys had this look on their face. Like, did this woman show up to the wrong place? Like it was one of the most awkward scenes I've
1: seen. Um, uh, I, I kind of, um, I needed more. I, because, uh, I needed to see more to figure out how they reacted. Now I saw some clapping kind of, uh, in a weird way but I, I didn't get the impression that they hated it.
3: Don't you think they could have, like, turned the lights down a little bit or something? I mean, it was it was like a, a doctor's office in there. It was, like, way too bright for any type of stripping to be going on.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, aesthetically uh, they, they they could have done that, but this woman's a professional, and she knew that these – I mean, she wanted to get after it, so she did, and as a performer that she, that she is and the pro – i I'm glad she did it she was she went into yeah she
3: went into her job and she didn't care she didn't care who her customer was or or what the location of her job for that particular day was. She just went to work
1: now if you saw in the article there was intense backlash it's described as do you think that that's warranted i mean if your dad or your mom let i mean or whatever if if it would would you be offended um
3: I think. I think that those 85-year-olds have lived a long life and they deserve whatever they, any type of, I guess, um, uh, awards or accolades or, uh, I don't know, earned thing that is going to bring them happiness and joy. I just don't feel like that maybe we should have done it in a bright room or they should have done it in a bright room with all yeah. the all the video cameras going. Yeah, um, I, I think that's something that maybe they should have done in a little bit more private setting.
1: All right, dim the lights, but I like the cameras because I want the world to see this, okay? In fact... Yeah, I mean, you, can't, you can't deny the fact that it was very awkward. I think she should have had sex with him. Can you imagine? <laughs> At least turn the lights down for that. Can you imagine if uh, if whoever owns this is like a real, real hard ass and said, all right, next year, uh, since everybody bitched, we are hiring uh, hookers, and, and we're going to have a big, giant old folks hooker orgy and we're going to shoot video of that too and then the old guys you know the old guys they can still uh make their own decisions hopefully if they haven't transferred power of attorney i mean if they have the right to make their own decisions can you imagine if they all do it and then we're watching a hardcore porno at the in the same spot in one year what was that that was in korea you said taiwan taiwan so do we know that
3: stripping and prostitution are separate in that country i mean i think it's kind of a blurred
1: line you're right it is and they and they should investigate i mean it might be like the wild west there and you can do anything
3: well when you send me those links i had i did not expect that video so who knows what the next video is going to be
1: yes all right uh, I also sent you a video, Rick, of uh, one of the royal guards face planning around the uh, uh, casket of the Queen. Have you been following any of the Queen stuff?
3: Uh, casually. I mean, not uh, not too intensely. Uh, casually though, I did watch the video.
1: Isn't it strange how the, that there's such an intense passion for uh, the monarchy and? Boy, I I don't think that there's anything in this country that translates to anything even remotely as passionate. Well, no, I
3: don't think so either. But well, I mean, we're so we're we're we have such a narrow view of the world from our own perspective that I mean, they grew up in that and they grew up with a lot of respect for the for the crown and everything. So I mean, I I think it's hard for us to put ourselves in that situation. They're uh, they they had a they had a different perspective
1: of it. I take it back, Trump. You know, hell, they tried to overthrow the government.
3: That's not really the same, though, is it? I mean, we're talking about Trump came in with guns a blazing, and right. uh, uh, you know he wanted to kind of flip over the apple cart, as it were, right. and, and change things up. Whereas the royal family has been tradition, and like maybe the ultimate tradition for. I mean, I I like history, but I, I can't even guess how long.
1: Did you hear the story about the Great Star of Africa? No. The Great Star of Africa is like the biggest diamond in the world, and uh, it was. Uh, mined in south africa and i think it's the dutch were in charge of south africa they stole it and gave it to the queen or the, well back then it was the king and they they made a scepter out of it and you can actually see her with this scepter it's a it's a you know she uses it uh for ceremonial purposes and this diamond is worth they estimate between 400 million dollars and two billion dollars and, and so South Africa says, "We, you know, that that belongs to us. Will you please give it back?" And every and every time that comes up, England responds with, "No." <laughs> so, you know, they. Uh, I, I want to know, what do you think? Should they actually give that back? No. <laughs> no, I mean that's not that's not
3: the only artifact that was stolen or acquired illegally or through force in uh, in, in history. I mean, there's been countless items that are like that, and and they want theirs back. I, I don't. I mean, I mean if you want it back, do it like they used to do Go go invade and take it.
1: Well, yeah, but wouldn't it be a nice gesture if you said, you know, you're right. We shouldn't have this in the first place. It was. I mean, if you're if you're uh, if you're diplomatic and 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 for the people that type of monarchy wouldn't you want to give it back i don't
3: think anybody is diplomatic and nobody is for the people
1: oh. they that, that that is an item that
3: can be used for leverage like say they they need something from that country someday they have leverage right now they don't need anything from them so it's not on the it's not on the trading block
1: did you okay so in that video i sent you the guy fell on his face did you did you see that
3: yeah. I mean, did he lock his knees out or something? Like anytime you stand up for a wedding, the first thing he tell you is don't lock your knees out. You're going to fall over. That's the, that's the feeling I get that he was standing there. He had his knee, uh, knees locked out and he just fell over. I think the only thing missing from that is we needed to, we need to hear some good, some good British, uh, um, uh, uh, scrambling right there. Like, Oh, oh cheerio. Right. right. Down.
1: I, uh, I did, I've never heard that. Uh, don't lock your knees out. What do what, what I don't, so if your knees are locked, like um, with no give in them, and then you try to move, you'll just fall over.
3: Yeah, if you're standing still for a period of time and you like lock your knees in the back position, they'll they'll go to sleep and you'll 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 lose your balance and fall over. They always tell you that when you stand up for a wedding.
1: Oh, I want to try it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Make sure the camera's rolling.
1: Uh, Rick, uh, something we talked about yesterday on the Patreon. So I'll have to get this audience up to speed a little bit. Um, The word squaw has been taken out of um, the geographical locations everywhere in the United States. There's 650 spots like Squaw Valley and Squaw Creek. And the person who is in charge of the Department of the Interior has removed those from like uh, Squaw Valley. And what do you call it? Um, Colorado or Nevada or whatever it is, is now like Palisades Valley. And uh, what are your thoughts on this?
3: Well, I think the word squaw, it's always like, it's always felt like a dirty word to me. Like you hear it like in an old Western or something. And it's just, it's just, I've always thought it was kind of a derogatory statement. Um, not that it really bothered me, but I guess if I was indigenous and, you know, definitely a female, maybe it would bother me. But here's the shocking part to me. The shocking part is when I opened that link that you sent, I couldn't believe how many places you said 650. Yeah. Like I can't believe there's that many places with the word "squaw" in it. That yeah.
1: shocks me. Yeah, because "squaw" it isn't anything new that that's an offensive term. That's been known to be offensive for a long, long time. You're right. And, and yeah, I just and the yeah. raw
3: number of them was shocking. Like I kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I'm like, are these made up? Like this is crazy. And I've, and I've, I've traveled the country a little bit. I've never heard of any of them.
1: Yeah, there's, there's plenty in Michigan. In fact, Michigan and Wisconsin are two of the states with the most of them. Well, that's wild. <laughs> so uh, do away with squaw because I guess squaw in Algonquin, uh, squaw is part of a bigger word that means woman. And But, you know, when the assholes started to kill Native Americans, they started to use it in a horrible sense. And that's what kind of like ruined it, you know? So typically a white guy ruins everything. That's that's, you know, that's what happened. So wait a minute. So
3: it, it just means woman. It doesn't mean like anything uh, necessarily derogatory in the, in the native. Correct. Well, correct. maybe I'm going to change my stance
1: now. Uh, squaw in Algonquin is not a standalone word. It's part of another word, but it derives from woman, as I was taught. And, but, uh, you know, you get people that would, re, you know, kind of bastardize the word over many, many years, so that now the indigenous people um, who uh, didn't even have that word as part of their language, they, they hear it all the time, too. So they have kind of, like, adopted a, a stance that this is a negative word. They don't like it, and they find it very offensive. And the lady who runs the Department of the Interior in the United States is Native American. So if you're going to go through with this, she's the right person to do it, and she did.
3: So is it like taking the word honey and 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 chopping it down to
1: hoe? Uh I guess kind of, uh, <laughs> that, you know, that maybe, but yeah, that if, over the years, it's that's like, if you were to, if you were to test this out and go up to, uh, like the casino and, uh, <laughs> and, and, test it out here and you, you get the fuck kicked out of you. If you called some lady a squaw.
3: And probably rightly So <laughs> I mean, cause you- I guess I can't imagine somebody saying that as a term of endearment.
1: No, no, it'd be a real problem. Yeah, you get in trouble for that. So Yes. Yeah. So I
3: think you probably should get the shit kicked out of you if you're walking around the casino yelling squaw.
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Uh, all right, Rick, um, I understand uh last last weekend you were in Chicago. You're the uh boss of T C Machine, which is the name of the paintball team, yes? It is, yes uh okay uh are you you're at a uh are you at a crossroads with the team when it comes i mean what are we doing there because you indicated that you were not happy with the performance what do we do to improve tc machine do you have to take this thing to the fucking woodshed are you firing people what are you doing
3: so i gotta go back a little bit it seems like this is the the broken record hey rick went to a paintball tournament and they sucked and and here he is complaining about it now we haven't always sucked we have a pretty we're one of the longest uh, running continuous teams in the history of the sport. We go back more than 20 years now. Um, and we had a time in 2011, 2012, 2013 in that era where we absolutely dominated at the national level. In fact, in the semi pro division one year, we won the division in the first three events and played the fourth event in the pro division. Cause we already won semi pro. So we have some success in our history. And then, uh, some of my guys went pro, some of us had families. we we, we slowed down a little bit, and then we I got my pro guys back and we're trying to go out and do it again and reclaim uh, you know uh, past successes. and we haven't been able to do that. Um, and it is very frustrating. And we are looking at each other in the eyes and going, what, what are we doing? And, um, you know, the semi-pro division, you're talking about 20 teams in the pro division, another 20 to 30 in the semi-pro division. So we're talking about, you know, the top 40 to 50 teams in the world that we're competing with. Yeah. And they are they They have gotten the best of us uh, in recent events. So what are we doing to, to change things? We just had a, a zoom meeting this week to talk about it. Kind of a yeah. gut check time. Like this is starting to get embarrassing where we're going out there. We're going on four, 0 four event after event. Um, uh, we're, we're, we're going to try to be more prepared this time. We're going to get more out-of-town practices before the next event, and we're going to try to, uh, you know, proverbially put our best foot forward because it, it feels like shit when we put so much time, money, oh, and energy yeah. into this and we come home with a, with a losing record event after event after event.
1: Are you sad that I even brought it up? Not at all. No, I appreciate it. And I don't mind.
3: And it's uh, it's something I'm very passionate about and I've been doing for a long time. So any type of interest in it is appreciated. I just wish I had better, uh, better results to report.
1: When, when, uh, when it doesn't go your way, are you the guy that no one wants to walk up to and say anything to because you're so upset? Um, I
3: guess if you go back 10 years, I was a little bit more angry after the fact. Now I'm trying to use it as more of a learning uh, experience and trying to figure out, you know, it, it's, a, it's a very much, even though you're playing against other people, it's very much you versus you. And if you go out there as an individual or as a team and, and, and do the right things the right way, you should have success. Um, so we're trying to internalize it and figure out what we're doing wrong. You know, the other teams, they're, if we were w- losing the same way every single event, I'd be able to put my finger on it. But right, the problem right. is we are the Detroit Lions right now where we're finding oh, different yeah. ways to lose. Uh, and that's frustrating where it's like you stick your thumb in the dam for a leak and then two more leaks pop out. And you're just trying to catch up with all these leaks and trying to figure out, um, you know, what you're doing wrong and what you're doing wrong consistently so you can fix it. And uh, we, haven't, uh, we haven't figured that out completely yet.
1: Chris writes, can you email me the rest of this story, please? And I, oh, I, th- boy. I, I think that's terrible. I think that's <laughs> there. Also- it's like, shut up, Chris.
0: Uh, <laughs> finally,
1: last thing I want to touch on is uh, also a current events thing. Did you hear the story about sending all the migrants off to Kamala Harris's house?
3: Oh my God! What a move! <laughs> shit. If you're a fan, if you're a fan of politics and all that, is uh, that's brilliant.
1: I thought it was great. I'm all about it. Yeah, I
3: mean, it. you know, we're, we're we're playing with people's lives, which is not funny. Um, you know, what do those people do once once they show up and the, the punchline is had? You know, what do you do with those people now? Um, so, I mean, that's not funny. Uh, you know, they, they came here trying to, trying to find something better than where they came from. But as far as a political posture and move, that is absolutely brilliant.
1: I think that she, uh, makes lemonade. Uh, okay. If Kamala Harris has 50 migrants banging on her door, you use that as, as lead by example and then take care of those people. Okay. You finally, they are in your backyard. They are in your neighborhood use that as an opportunity to show the rest of the country if you're all about letting 2 million people into the country each year well then take care of those people i'm all for it you know put up or shut up
3: yep put up I mean, or shut up
1: exactly you can't put it all on texas and florida i i support right. that because if they're dealing with all those people there it's like they they i don't know if that they a i don't know if they want to and b i don't know if they're set up for it
3: well, oh, Texas and Florida are the, the front-line workers when it comes to this, right? They're the ones that uh, see them come across the border and they have to deal with the good, the bad, and the ugly.
1: Those, uh, our leaders, our uh, uh, Democratic political leaders have talked about sanctuary cities and all that shit. And, all right, if you are going to do that, here you go. We are giving you your wish. I think it's great. And I, I still think they should be taken care of. Uh, but if you're going to be... If you're going to talk the talk, you better be able to walk the walk.
3: Agreed 100%. Yep.
1: Um, Okay. All right. Any other things that I need to discuss about this weekend with you, Rick? uh, Anything Uh, going on?
3: Paintball war number, what are we on, 20? Um, I've got a couple dates for you to consider. I think it was uh, the second and third week in October. Uh, You can let me know about that, but I'd like to start uh, promoting that thing and see if we can get back to 30 people again.
1: Love it. Okay, Rick. Thank you so much. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Get out of here. See ya. Rick from TC. Chris says, I was just teasing. All right. Uh, Marcus says, I've heard people passing out after taking a poo. Don't stand up too quick in the morning. Hey, that's me. If I'm ever down low and I stand up, oh my God, I come close to fainting. It's—I forgot the term for it, but some type of postural dizziness, dipsnea. I don't know. But uh, okay, hey, stay right there. I've got more to talk about on this show. But Eric has to go tinkle. Don't go anywhere. the term isn't dizziness or dyspnea. it's weakness thank you Kent says I almost passed out yesterday when I smashed my thumb with a mallet I've been there um middle finger hammer when I was uh putting shingles on and I'll never forget it because it actually smashed it I did so much damage to it, it looked flat. It was like a, a fucking Looney Tunes injury. My God. Ah, oh, wow. Okay. My yeah, yes. I wanna I want to help your business and I wanna hear from you, okay? If you have a business, let me talk about it. On this podcast, you too can market on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Just send me an email, eric at EricZaneShow.com. Like Bennett Flooring Installation. I love them, man. Uh, Local business installing flooring professionally in and around the area for lower, less price than anybody else in the business. Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167, BennettFlooringInstallation.com. Absolutely awesome. The most affordable way to install the flooring professionally, Bennett Flooring Installation. Call them up. They'll show up, measure the room. Then they'll go home, work up the estimate, send it to you. This is how much it costs to put the flooring down. The flooring that I want you to put down... I want it to be purchased from Kent, drop the E, add a U. He's listening right now over at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan. Okay, you walk into that place. There's a tiny little room where, like, uh, there's, like, a countertop. That's where they write up the order. But it's beyond that door where the warehouse is. And it's just rows of carpet everywhere. Uh, piles and stacks neatly of flooring, all different types of flooring. You name it, they have it, and they have it for a price lower than anybody else. And I'm not talking about garbage. The top brands, the best styles, the highest selling stuff, that's what they do. They buy it in bulk, buy the trailer load full, and set it up there, and then they price it lower, and it moves. So go there with the truck Get what you want and get the hell out. And when you say my name, take an additional 10% off of the already lowest price in the entire state of Michigan. Seriously, it is worth the trip to go to Johnson carpet one discount outlet in Grandville, Michigan, right behind the little Caesars. Can't miss it. Ugly beige building, small red sign full of sex appeal, sweaty, strong men, operating high lows to put the carpeting uh, in your possession. How about that, Kent? And I know you have a guy there named Jason who really loves the show. Tell him I'm thinking about him, and I really appreciate the kind words he says about me. Sounds like a great guy. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan. Okay, while I'm at it, Bosco's Pub, uh, open for dinners, opening at 4 p.m., The best burgers you can buy, uh, stiff drinks, cold beer, Bosco's Pub, Hudsonville, Michigan, part of Terra Square. All right. Okay. Where am I here on this beautiful Friday? There's some heavy pressure to get rid of another statue. And this makes me happy. And I love to put this in front of people to ask them what they think about it, to get their opinion, only to hear, you know, what is pretty much a dumb point of view. Kenny is known for this. You know, when it comes to, like, the um, traitorous Confederate battle flag, the stars and bars that people display, and – uh you know, to me, that thing needs to be abolished. That should be, you know, like in Germany, you cannot display a swastika. You're in big trouble when you do that shit. Uh, that's the way I think that the U.S. should be about the traitor flag. And I also feel very strongly about Confederate statues and shit like that. There was a one in Charlottesville that came down. I forget which one. And that you know, makes me happy. I, I, I feel good when I hear about trader statues and slave statues coming down, and I just don't understand how anybody's point of view can be, no, we need to preserve that. We need to embrace that. That is our history. No, it, it shouldn't be. If it is, it's history we don't want. Intelligent people get that. Well, here's the problem. In, uh, of all places, Arlington National Cemetery, They have a Confederate memorial statue. This is it right here. Look at this. Look at this pile of shit. And that is amongst uh, all the tombstones. Side note, people might ask me, Eric Zane, if we're ripping down statues that honor the Confederacy uh, at a veteran cemetery like Arlington, should we get rid of tombstones for soldiers that fought for the Confederacy? And my answer is yes, of course we should. I don't want to see uh, uh, all these rows and rows of white tombstones from whatever war and then intermingled through them is stars and bars on a tombstone because you know, they, they put the shit on the tombstone. In fact, If you were to go to uh, some cemeteries, you will see a swastika on some of the tombstones for who they fought for. It's like, who's the asshole that decided to do that at the tombstone shop? Why would you put the swastika on the tombstone? Why couldn't you just write fought for Germany or something like that? No, they put a swastika on the fucking tombstone. Whoever decided that's an asshole. At the very least, they need new tombstones, okay? Maybe not dig them all up and throw them in a pile and burn them, or put them in their own stupid cemetery. Uh, but at least take the tombstone, the, the 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 stars and bars off the damn tombstone. What is wrong with you, Jesus? So, in this scenario, a towering bronze and granite monument to the Confederacy. An Arlington National Cemetery depicts Southerners gallantly marching off to war. Also included in this depiction, the black slaves holding a white soldier's baby and following troops obediently, as it's described, ringing the memorial built in 1914. Shields listing the states that violently violently rebelled against the U.S. in an attempt to break away and keep about 4 million people in bondage. So why the hell is this there? Uh, So people want it removed. The 108-year-old monument should be stripped and removed down to its granite base plate. It's problematic from the top to the bottom. Retired Brigadier General Ty Cy the vice chair of the Naming Commission, told a press gathering on Tuesday. So... This might be leaving. Fingers crossed. Uh, The commission will tell Congress in a forthcoming report on its recommendations, the latest and final report by the naming commission. I don't care what any of you tell me. If you look at me in the face and you say, oh, yeah, we got to keep it, you're looked at very suspiciously. I'm like, I don't know. If I ever want to talk to you, if you're the type of person that says, no, keep the flag. No, let's keep statues uh, honoring treasonous soldiers. I'm concerned about being in the same room as you. The, also the Navy guided missile cruiser is named after the battle of Chancellorville in 1863. So we have a Navy guided missile cruiser called the battle of Chancellorville, which was a Confederate victory and a major win for general Robert E. Lee. I think we need to go back and find out how this even happened in the first place. Who is the asshole that signed off on naming, naming a guided missile cruiser the USS Navy Battle of Chancellorsville. Or is it just Chancellorsville? That's fucking dumb. I, no, don't name our Navy ships after Confederate battles. Uh, the USNS Maury, a military sealift command oceanographic survey ship, should also be renamed. The ship is named after a pioneer of oceanography and naval officer who later joined the Confederacy. Exactly. What's next? The USS Osama bin Laden? Hey, uh, come on, let's go ring the Hitler bell. I mean, that's about the same. If you are an American, uh, naming our shit after the traitors... Why not name it, uh, hey, come on, let's go cross the uh, uh, Saddam Hussein Bridge while we're at it. Fuck this shit. This is stupid. Corey says they literally committed treason. Uh, Chris says, I'm going to go ahead and guess that it was a Southerner who named it. Uh, Corey then follows up with the Confederate flag and the Nazi flag are almost on the same level. There's a dude up North at fear bunker North who I don't want to cross because when I go running out on the roads for like my little, my little runs, um, there's this dude who's got like a washer and dryer in the front yard and like five cars and on blocks. I mean like legit. And if you look in his garage on the back wall of the garage hanging sideways is the is old glory and right next to it is a Confederate flag. And I'm like, oh, my God. And here comes some guy who looks like, uh, you know, well, a lot of some people say I look like a Jew. Some people say I look like a Muslim. Doesn't matter. I look like someone who that guy hates. So if I wind up dead, uh, start there. Chris says, it's just the USS Chancellorville. Well, that thing needs to be changed. That name needs to be changed. And we need, to, um, we need to get rid of these statues in grandiose fashion. Like, blow them up. Like a tactical strike from like a drone or a hellfire missile. Just blow up the statue. No need to uh, painstakingly remove it. In a, in a nice effort like that. blow it up. Uh, of course, you might damage the surrounding cemetery. so maybe get rid of it and then like sink it at sea or something or I don't know. Uh, take the the um, precious metals that it's uh, that it's uh, that's used to make it and, uh, and and sell it for scrap and give it to a homeless shelter. Uh, Josh, no surprise because he's super dumb. Says, yeah, let's change everything that offends people. Josh is one of those knuckle draggers who uh, he's the dumbass who the other day was the only audience member who said that the football team should still be called the Redskins. So that is no surprise right there. He is probably the, the biggest dimwit that is enjoying the show right now. So there you go. What the hell is wrong with you? How can you be uh, so damn dim? That's, that's, that's a friggin' miracle of modern man. My God. Y- you know what? You should move to Mississippi. Go be a volunteer firefighter in Mississippi, you stupid ass. Holy shit. All right. Speaking of hillbilly and racist, the band Alabama. Okay. Now for a little context, uh, really this is all about bass player for the band Alabama. And they are, they're absolutely, I mean, seriously hit after hit after hit for this band. These guys figured it out though, because they used to go on stage, the band Alabama, and it would be their logo, their font in front of the stars and bars. And then years passed and they finally figured it out that they should distance themselves from that. And they did. They, they, they don't use the stars and bars anymore. Okay. Uh, but I want to take time, audio check, video check to uh, enjoy one of my favorite songs of all time. And I think every American loves I don't think there's any person who doesn't love the song Mountain Music by Alabama. They are getting ready, and this is their official video. They're getting ready for the big concert. All the roadies are getting ready. They're They're plugging in the amps. They're getting ready to go beat up some black guys. Song of the South, you can hear the Song of the South see there it is that's what they used to do and you see that big moment like yeah all right stars and bars they don't do that anymore look at all these white people that one guy's not having a good time did you see him you see this guy's having fun with this haircut look at this guy's haircut holy shit the 70s were a hell of a time that guy is not having fun this chick's getting felt up by that dude. He's a lead singer. That's, I love that style of shirt. We need those baseball jerseys back. I think I actually sell those that say Eric Zane Show Podcast. Now, if there were any black people there, you'd see them getting beaten at this point.
2: Oh maybe
1: some mountain music. You got it. Hi, Grandma. Okay, now this guy here with the red bandana in his back pocket, he's the guy that just got popped for misdemeanor, uh, drug possession. And it's so stupid. I mean, it's the state of Alabama where it happened. And yet, they're so uptight there. He had, like, a, a, a small amount of weed. That's Teddy Gentry, the bass player. He's a legend. He's been with this. He started the fucking band. He's been with the band since its inception. And fucking A, Teddy Gentry gets pulled over, and they arrest him for pot. Like, put him in an orange jumpsuit. Bullshit. There he is. That's Teddy Gentry right there. Look at the hair. This, these guys. This is such a glorious song. I'm just going to let it ride, okay? Hey,
3: Ride, ride.
1: I like the guitar player. He's got the Rick Nielsen thing going, where he's got like two guitars there. Look at him. So you know he's got his cowboy shirt, his giant head of a uh, uh, perm pubic hair, and he's just rocking out. I love it. By the way, Teddy Gentry, the bass player, he's got the best voice of all of them, and he's gonna prove that in a second.
3: Look
1: at they're doing all that gay, hop on one leg, country rock shit. Gonna beat up a black guy and I won't wind up in the can. Hey, hey be lazy. Just be a nature's spring.
3: I'm a long, tall hickory. Bending over skin cast Playing baseball
1: with shirt rocks. He's in song. I like the jump Listen
2: Back home,
1: come on, music now comes, Here comes Teddy Play something A feeling like <laughs> that's where music Gets its start
3: What is grandma's
1: I'll on that river to kitchen and hide away. Hey, hey. And this is where they break it down. Break it down. All right, that's enough of that. I don't have that shit. I don't have to hear that for uh, till hockey season. You bust that out. That's called a sing along song. You bust that bastard out, um, uh, like during the hockey season, and then the crowd, they all sing along. It's awesome. By the way, as we talk, there's a fight that is happening. Between uh, show members about North versus South, slaves, no slaves. Would you two shut up? We're singing Alabama, and you assholes are talking about Lincoln, slaves, North, South. Okay? Show some respect to Teddy Gentry. My God. Get your heads out of your ass. There's name calling. If anybody's going to do any name calling, I'm going to call names. Corey is calling Call of Duty a dipshit. What's wrong with you? Only I can do that. Don't you call him names. If he wants to be a dumb shit, let him be a dumb shit. I don't really give a shit. All right. Um, well, anyway, Teddy Gentry was just driving along, doing his thing, thinking about uh, the upcoming tour and uh, and all this shit. And look at, by the way, look at what he looks like now. You You saw him in that clip looking all young and vibrant. And now look at him. No self-respect whatsoever. This is how Teddy Gentry looks now. That's his haircut. He's like, yep, I, hey, I want the bowl cut. Give me the bowl cut. Come on. You don't have to do that. What happened to you? Well, anyway, Gentry is driving around Alabama, and he gets pulled over, and I guess he had a little bit of pot on him. And he was uh, uh, arrested for unlawful possession of marijuana in the second degree. And unlaw- so he probably had a bull with him or whatever. Unlawful possession of drug paraphernalia. Come on, Alabama. Get your heads out of your ass. How, how sad is that? That a guy who, if Teddy Gentry died in the state of Alabama, they would want to lay him in state. I mean, he's an icon. And, uh, this is a, the image I just showed you is from their 50th anniversary tour. Okay. 50 years of making music and, and the, and, and you treat this poor son of a bitch like this because he's got a little bit of weed. Oh my God. What are we doing here? What a waste of time. Founding member uh member of Grammy Winning Country Band Alabama, arrested on Monday, charged with a misdemeanor drug offense. Uh he was booked. There's a picture of him. Uh God, it looks so sad too. I can't believe I don't have it. Teddy Gentry mugshot. Oh my god. Awful. Look at this poor guy. It's it's a grainy picture, but uh, you, you you can see how sad. put him in the jumpsuit take the mugshot and he was um he was only like uh you know he was arrested and then like half an hour later he was out this is so dumb i don't know why that we live in a day in a in any any place in america can you get in trouble for that it happened in Cherokee County. Or he was booked in the Cherokee County Detention Center at 1038 a.m. Monday and released at, at 1106 a.m. So that means for 20, uh, 28 minutes, 28 minutes, he was, he was there. That tells me that all the cops were like, fuck, we don't want to do this, but we have to. You know, if I'm that cop, if I am the sheriff and I pull over Teddy Gentry, and uh, I know it's Teddy Gentry from Alabama, I don't want to be the cop who's known as the guy who busted Teddy Gentry. So, I don't care if he has a giant bale of marijuana in his back seat. I'm like, oh hey, Mr. Gentry, yeah, of course. What well, can uh, license registration proof of insurance? Uh huh. Oh, hey, can I get a selfie with you? Oh, thank you. I, I love you so much. Uh, don't forget to support the, uh, our next uh, uh, car wash that the sheriff's department's going to have, raising money for, uh, for orphan kids and, and uh, beating up black guys. Uh, will you be there for it? Yes? Okay, great. Here, let's get a selfie. Awesome. Thanks. Have a racist day. Bye bye. And then you send him on his way. You don't want to be the cop because everybody in Alabama smokes pot. Okay? This is ridiculous. Like where I live, I live in an area uh, where it's as con- just as conservative. But they're finally starting to get it. Now, where I live in Hudsonville, they still don't like black people, just like Alabama, but we, it uh, used to be like dry here. You couldn't even buy alcohol. You couldn't even serve alcohol. Now they're finally getting it, Okay. And they're serving alcohol. Now, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that one day where I live, they'll actually like black people. But at least they're coming around in that regard. They don't even do that in Alabama. Okay? Hell, you could probably, and I know in Michigan, uh, hell, you can just walk down the street and get high. Nobody even gives a shit anymore. Why the state of Alabama doesn't do, do this, I don't know. So, I, uh, out of all, i am have a strong candidate for the asshole of the day today would have to be the state of alabama unless you have uh a better suggestion and we'll get to that momentarily i'd love to do a cameo for you if you're in for a good roasting or someone you know or love needs a good roasting hire me on cameo cameo.com slash eric zane On today's Patreon, I have an update on uh, the... Do you remember the guy who, at the Motley Crue show in mid-August, he fell from the upper deck down to the lower deck? (coughs) Might have have seen that story. He was... um, uh, I guess it was hammered. And uh, Vince Neal is up there uh, doing his thing. Not singing very well and doing his own cameos. Hey Jim, Vince Neil here. Hey buddy, have a, a miley Christmas and a happy crew year. And 2020 is a all new beginning. So keep rocking. The dude fell at Lucas Oil Stadium. Was badly hurt. Well, it turns out that he's a neighbor of our of our dear friend and our dear. I well and actually so we know who the guy is and i just found this out but there's an update on him and it's not that great this guy is in bad shape holy shit i'm gonna talk about that in the patreon uh blue frost it the managed it service provider for the eric show podcast if you have a small or medium-sized business this is all you need to do okay let's say you got 10 people at your business doesn't matter what you do for a living if it's run a restaurant seamstress wedding shop boutique it doesn't matter you have tech. You want to upgrade it because your employees all hate their lives because everything sucks. So you got to get new equipment. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I don't know. Go to Amazon and buy computers. No. You sit down for a one-half-hour meeting with Alan from Blue Frost IT. He asks you questions about your business, and then you answer, and then he writes it down, and then he makes his recommendations of what you need to get your uh, business humming with the right equipment. There you go. And then he helps you make that purchase. He helps set it up for you. And then he becomes your managed IT service provider. That's what Blue Frost IT does. They've been doing it for years. They're ranked number one in the entire state of Michigan by their peers at the annual IT uh, con in Lansing. For three years running, Blue Frost IT is the number one IT, managed IT service provider in the state of Michigan. As voted on by the peers at IT con. Van Dyke Mortgage says if you need a mortgage, call upon them. 231-332-6505. NMLS number 3505 for Van Dyke Mortgage. So you might want to get some money out of your home to pay a bill. That's smart. Because the credit card is 23% and the mortgage uh, refi that you're going to be paying back is 6%. There you go. It's just math. Pay off the high interest credit card. By using the equity in your home. It's a good move. It's a power move. Mario can help you every step of the way. 231 332 6505. Nominations for the asshole of the day. I don't know what this means, but Aram writes, Asshole of the day, people who tell others to do your own research. Did I say that? That sounds like something, a snarky way for that you would call me the asshole of the day. Have I told someone to do their own research? I'm always suspicious of when you contribute to the asshole of the day. Uh, Aram also says asshole of the day, Confederate statues. I don't know if we can make a statue the asshole of the day. I'm going to take my own suggestion and give the asshole of the day to the great state of Alabama for fuck's sake. Quit busting people for pot. Brought to you by TC paintball. Thank you very much for sponsoring the asshole of the day. And just like that, we have completed 900 podcasts think about where we started and where we are now and I couldn't be happier sure there's been some bumps in the road along the way Corey says does that include the short little videos in your kitchen no and there was only about 30 of those Sure, there have been some bumps along the way. Like this one. Aram says, how can you make a state the asshole of the day, but a statue can't be asshole of the day? Well, I'm suggesting that the people in the state of Alabama who make the laws, you know, that's what I'm saying. So are you suggesting the people behind the statues? It's a little wordy, maybe for another episode. All right. So, but, uh, when it's all said and done, I couldn't be more happy than where we are right now. I finally have it. Absolutely. Where I want it. Ram says he has not put out as many Patreons as free podcast. Um, well, I mean, I'm on Patreon number uh, 900 today. Uh, if I've done a free podcast live, I've done a accompanying Patreon podcast. That is, so I'm not sure if I know what you mean. But sometimes you're kind of stuck in your own little wor- world of fantasy there. and It's kind of weird. Okay. Okay, have a great uh, rest of your Friday. I'll talk to some of you on Patreon. That's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. And uh, thanks for 900. Have a good one, folks. Bye-bye.